Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Let's go. What's up, Jeffs? Welcome back to Binge Down TV and our actually first ever coverage of The Bear. We were big fans of season one. We didn't really get to do it on the podcast, though. I'm not sure if it ever came up in any of like the standalone bracket shows that we've done or like best of 2022 stuff that Luke, Kathleen, Jimmy and Benchtown, friend of the pod, OG Tyler did. Either way, it's nice to finally get to talk about the bear. Obviously, the show came out, what, June 22nd? This is July 3rd as we record it. So it's been out for a couple of weeks. I, Kyle watched it like two days after it came out in full entirety and have been chomping at the bit to finally be able to discuss it. We've been trying to wrangle ourselves in before we hit record so we don't talk out all the points we want to talk about. So uh, I'm talking a lot right now. I will pass it to whoever wants it. I guess just we'll do maybe just like general thoughts of the season and then we'll break down. We'll just do character by character. We don't really need to get into like every single plot point and everything like that. We'll just do fairly high level what we liked, what we didn't like, maybe some character rankings, episode rankings, so on and so forth. All right, so jumping in here. Did you mention the three of us that were on here? I did not, know. Okay, well, so we got Kyle, our host right there, Luke, and then friend of the pod, Alki. You may recognize him from any of our anime coverage or Alice in Borderland. Always down for TV. He's one of the best bingers we know, so <laughs> this was perfect. Yeah, this... All-star. <laughs> All-star, absolutely. Um, So this show, yeah, it came out of nowhere last year. I'm pretty sure we all kind of collectively were finding it around the same time, mm-hmm. but Tyler did preach it for the season one of, like, best things he saw that year. Yeah, okay. Um, And then he assigned it to Jimmy to watch, which he never did. Yeah. Lame. We picked but up the slack. I have so many thoughts about this. I won't get too into it right now, but this was amazing for me. Like, I will damn near say 10 out of 10 i fucking love this show it's and i'm someone that is such a sucker for my own favorite types of genres and this is just transcends genres like i think anybody can sit down and watch this and enjoy it it's just so made with care and you can tell and like the passion from every single one of these actors is amazing i'll leave it at that for now but we're gonna deep dive a little bit later i'll pass it over to alki though for initial thoughts What's up, everybody? Um, yeah, like Luke said, this is even outside of my comfort zone in terms of genres. I'm not really big into dramedies, but this is awesome. Like Luke said, it's very deep. It has awesome character development. It's so funny. It's serious. It's, it's emotional. I mean, it has everything you want and more. And it keeps adding to that. It grew so much from the first season. And I'm pretty sure they didn't even know if they were going to have a second season, right? Uh, that I don't know the answer to, but I, I remember reading whatever. Either way, they hit the they hit it out of the park with the second season. And I'm I'm I can't wait for third season already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I obviously love season one, but season two, I watched it afterwards and I had to just go on the Internet because I was like, is everyone else loving this as much as I did? I didn't know if I was like 
in the minority of thinking it was like literally amazing. So I, like Alki said, what a step up, I thought, from season one. Season one was good, but this, I thought season two was so much better. Personally, just like like you said, the character development and the changes that we see and and everything, we get a lot more of like individual characters focuses. I loved like the kind of character focused episodes that we got of like the different parts of the crew. I thought that was a great move and it really helped build throughout the season into what was another fantastic finale. Fantastic in the sense that it was good television. Maybe not exactly what I wanted to happen or necessarily fun to watch at certain points, but it doesn't make it bad though. Yeah, it's still good television. So, I don't want to sound hyperbolic about it, but pound for pound, because a lot of these episodes are only like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. like pound for pound through two seasons, this might be a top three show of all time in terms of character work. Yeah. Pound for pound. So keep that in mind. That's important because yeah. like, I'm not going to say it's better than Game of Thrones character work, but you know, we'll see when we get there. All I'm saying is they do so much with every second on the TV. I feel like this season was is going to look better even in hindsight because one thing i was like thinking about as we're watching this is once episode six hits which is the flashback episode we get the backstory of most of these characters relationships that was so needed and it's crazy to think that we didn't have it up until this point yeah it's going to make watching season one so much better because even like the mikey stuff you had we really didn't have any idea what kind of guy he was until this season and now looking back on even those little scenes he has in season one all of it's going to be so much better. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I, I do like the different highlighting of all the different characters. It honestly didn't even feel like that much of a Carmi season besides all the Claire stuff, which is, it wasn't. it's a lot to talk about just in itself, but he's the main character. So I didn't expect that. But I think in season three, I think it's going to be a huge rebound season for Carmi. And it's going to, because yeah. like this one ended a little bit bittersweet for him specifically. So I think season three is going to be the bounce back, but this was like such a good, like, give you all the background you need, build the character relationship, build up all of our main characters besides like one or two. And we'll talk about that too. But overall, like this season was fucking amazing. Yeah. Episode six was a testament to how good season one was because Mm -hmm. it developed so much that they laid so much groundwork in season one and it all came to fruition in episode six. Sometimes you watch a show and you're like, where did all this come from? But I didn't feel that way at all. it connected the dots. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it it brought things home. And like Mikey's so tragic. The mom yeah. is so tragic. It's I was so emotional. It's like they were my family. Yeah. You know, it was insane. And you were in the shits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I had to literally pause sometimes <laughs> during episode six because it was so like it gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. You know, it was like I had to actually take a step back and like look at my phone for a second. It was crazy. And that's what Kathleen was saying. She's like, yeah. this show makes me freak out. That's literally <laughs> if you go on like IMDb and look at all of the actual written reviews, it's pretty much either like eight to ten is everyone's like, oh, my God, this show's great. And everyone that's not liking the show is always like it's way too depressing and like anxiety. Like it's just too much. I literally can't handle it. And then they don't watch it because of that. So if you can get past that. You can stick around for it. Oh my god, yeah! It's... And also, from our roots, we're shameless boys. I don't know about Kyle as much, but we, yeah. dude, lip like what Barry Allen, what? Cut Jeremy, that. Jeremy, damn it! So <laughs> Barry Allen is uh, the Flash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but even back in his shameless days, like he was by far my favorite character. Yeah. I thought it, just the way he acts just makes you feel things, and he's just. He brings the. Uh, this is somehow a better character than Lip, in my opinion. And I never thought that was going to be possible going into this show because I haven't seen him in anything else. Mm-hmm. But he's my guy for life. That's yeah. what drew me to the show. I mean, it's yeah. in Chicago, like Shameless. My family and I love Chicago, uh, love Shameless. We watched season one together in one night. 
And Lip was obviously the best character. He was a genius in Shameless and he was tragic in Shameless. Mm -hmm. And he's also a genius in this show and he plays it so well. And even though they're obviously similar characters, they also are both totally different people with totally different tendencies and character traits. And it's it's so interesting. Last little, I guess, high level point I'll make is that I love this show so much because I am like addicted to food YouTube any YouTube videos where it's like, here's the behind the scenes of this three-star Michelin restaurant and and even, or just like, here's 3am in Hong Kong and this is what we eat on the street, just any type of things like that. And I just love how like some of these episodes just feel like YouTube videos that I've watched before, but it's like just such high level TV at the same time. It's just so enjoyable. It's like right up my alley. Like I eat, like I'll make a dinner and then I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the bear. Because like I'm watching people cook and I'm eating and it's just like a little feel good thing for me. So and it's it, anything you hear about the behind the scenes, like Lip. I'm gonna call him Lip. No, uh, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> he's like says all these things. Like he did all the training in like legit restaurants. That's cool as fuck. He says he like takes pride in the fact that he is essentially the face of this industry to most people who have no exposure outside this show. And like the way he talks about it is just. Everything's amazing. Like this is everything you want to hear about a new upcoming show. They're getting it. And then add on top of that, like season one to season two, there were and there was an all star supporting cast this season of just new random side characters. Insane. I will gush over 90 percent of them. <laughs> yeah. Not Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry. Love her. But nope. uh, and all I'm saying is like, I think that's that's says a lot about what A-list actors think about the show. Yeah. Like, they're great willing point. to jump on this. 30 minute random Hulu show that I'm sure like my parents have never even heard of that speaks a lot to it. And I'm thinking even season three, we're going to probably have another bunch of stud actors just coming in here. Cause now they're all, this is going to win awards. So now they're all going to be like, yo, fuck yeah. Let me get on that show. Like that's how I think it went because I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis is one of those actors that truly like respects art, like everything, everywhere. All she's a fan girl. Exactly. Yeah. So she wants to be fan. Things she's things a like one fan. Yeah. yeah. Poulter, I'm sure was like, hell yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's one of the, Guys that I loved seeing in this show too. It's just Bob Odenkirk. Bob, oh my god! Yeah. Right off, right off the back, I just finished. Call Saul. Yeah, I just yeah. finished Better Call Saul. And... and then I love my boy. Um, geez, why can't I remember his name? John Mulaney. John yes, Mulaney. John. Yeah. And the chick yeah. from we're naming them all now, but yeah. the chick from uh, Community, American right? Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was awesome. Richie's ex-wife is Community. To I didn't yeah. recognize. Yeah. Her. yeah, and I mean, obviously, he was in season one, but John Bernthal actually like having like a full episode of acting was so nice. Because he, he's a great actor, he kills it. Dude. Yeah, he's so he good. Steals the scene. Yeah, he's man. so good. He I really thought there was a chance he wasn't going to come back this season because I thought they. I didn't think they were going to go this route of showing us the f- actually scenes of yeah. the backstory. I thought it was just going to be like, okay, the legend of Mikey. We kind of have enough pieces, suicide, like all that. I thought that was going to be it. I was pleasantly surprised that he was yeah. going to come back. But he's also one of the coolest people off. Yeah, the screen, like behind the scenes. So makes I don't sense. know, Rich Blitch pussy, Blitch pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and when they were talking about Claire, oh, it was so funny. Okay, I don't know if Richie's actually from Chicago, but him and John Bernthal, like they nailed the accent down, mm-hmm. and I, I just appreciate that stuff, you know, because it makes actor. it makes it feel uh natural. Richie's actor was. I read a quote like recently. Um, I know me and Alki have like very similar Twitter feeds, so you might have seen it too. But just him talking about like as soon as I read the pilot about Richie, I basically had a whole full formed character in my mind of like who this guy was going to be. And the fact that he knew that off of the rip, like you could tell. And Richie, I have so many things I want to talk about, but we're probably not ready to get into the character specifically, right? Um, That's kind of what I was going to, the next question I was going to ask. One thing I will say though about Richie, I'm pretty sure that he like moved to Chicago. 
while before they started filming and he lives there when they film so he's like when i'm there like i'm richie and then when he moves back home, he's like himself and like right. he like moves to Chicago and then like kind of immersed himself in the city to like get ready for it as well. Method I just, acting. Yeah, I thought that was just a fun little backdrop. Jeremy Strong. But honestly, I mean, I don't see why. Speak. Yeah. Did you know? You saw that? Jeremy what? Strong is going to be in season three of this. Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. God, Check me on the Candy, source, baby. but you saw that, right? The number one boy. So. Oh, yes. Oh, I hope he's a chef. I Dude. really hope. No, he's going to be like a food reviewer. He's going to be a critic. But that's what I mean. Like the show <laughs> is literally starting to gain like him coming off of succession ending. One of the yeah. shows. He's one of the hottest actors in the world. Right exactly. Now. Like that's just to me makes me smile because that's the kind of attention and free marketing that this season three will get after everybody already loves this. season. if you look on IMDb everything's above like nine basically for the season yeah, especially the family episode and then kyle i think you said the back three or two of the last yeah. four are like really high on imdb right at this moment there are there's what there was 10 episodes and if there's five of them were 9.0 and above so I, I think the season average was 8.9 which is high as fuck i feel like yeah. i can't think of another show for succession sh- for fx i was yeah. gonna say fx proves that you don't have to be hbo or netflix to make top tier television i mean i think that the 30 minute episodes are great i think yeah. it's perfect length especially with all the chaos that happens mm-hmm. uh yeah from it's a nice like minute to the last crazy and then like the next episode happens and then you kind of reset and then it gets crazy yeah and they did a great job with episode six was way longer episode six i think was like an hour it was though. an hour long and then i didn't expect and i was like oh. into episode seven which was forks which is a richie episode which is a really good kind of structure for them to have because that was a great little like actual hopeful episode which i yeah. think we they knew we desperately needed at that we point pick me up yeah the names season. of the episodes were all great like, they were all very fitting it it was they were so subtle mm-hmm. but yeah. they hit the nail on the head in terms of the meaning of what each episode was yeah. trying to convey. Yeah. I'm surprised they went with the bear for the end of this season. I thought they were going to save that one for like the finale, but it worked. I'm kind of upset that we didn't actually see the grand, the real grand opening. It was just friends and family. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah, because Jeremy Strong will be there. I want him As to be the critic. cook that's going to replace this crack. Oh, that would be hilarious. Dude, if he was just there in the kitchen, that would... crack is wild. <laughs> That's what I said. I think I gotta fire you. <laughs> let me check. check. Yeah, let me go check. You're like, being you real fucking weird check. right now. Check. Okay, so are we ready now, I think, to get into... We'll just take people character by character. I feel like yeah. that's the best way. We'll episode by episode is tough. Talk itself out. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to start heavy or do we want to start light? Because heavy is we just start talking about Carmi. Let's do Carmi. Carmi. Because I feel like... Okay, and just to put this out there for anybody listening, we have... Uh, held off on talking about any specific opinions for characters so this is all going to be fresh we haven't bounced ideas off each other no i'm pretty nervous yeah. about some of our things that we're about to say because i'm sure we're going to be fighting over i kept trying to talk and they kept shutting me up <laughs> good <laughs> well you're like you want to compare a list of favorite characters i was like that's like that's a major part of what we want to do on the episode like why would we do this without the mics he needs our validation yeah, it's no true. it's okay <laughs> i need yours too so it's okay <laughs> all right let's hit it all right rip it carmy okay well season one left off and you know it was all carmy i really i really expected to go into season two on that note continuing Mm -hmm. with carmy and continuing with his journey with the bear and reopening the restaurant unraveling his trauma with his brother the whole therapy sessions we got one scene of that yeah but it took a turn you know we started diving into his relationships and you know in a way you could argue that builds his character up so much more as you know on its in its own right but you really got to see how damaged he really is, yeah. you know, from his relationships with his friends, 
his family, uh, just his attitude towards cooking and and his career. He kept toiling with, "Am I having fun?" Like they kept asking, "Do you love you love this, right?" And he's like, "I love it." But it, even saying he loves being a chef, it was so diff. It is so difficult for him to admit that it's like he doesn't even believe what he's saying yeah it's difficult for him to use that word in any context they yeah. literally in episode six have to pull it out of him to say that he loves his family they were like oh yeah exactly and then even um uh, melissa who's played by sarah paulson like she says they have a conversation and she says i love you and he just says yeah you too mm-hmm. like he doesn't even say the word to her yeah so he's just like it feels like for I mean, it's interesting because it feels like he just wants to distract himself constantly with yes. everything that's not considering his himself, mm-hmm. you know, like with the restaurant and then gets into Claire and, and he says it at the end. But though, because he's like, I need to be locked in. So I'm just kind of curious of like that difference because well, we never really saw him in the kitchen so much in a different kitchen. We get yeah. the one flashback of Joel flat no not joe Clat. that's uh a ncaa football guy who is the community. from community the guy from community who plays the chef that's like his like arch nemesis they recast, did they recast no him? he was in it that was part of the thing it was he was in it but he thought it was him right but it wasn't actually it him. triggered him yeah yeah um either way though but like we i don't know it's just kind of like i would like to see him more in those therapy sessions, like you said, because that was, I think, my favorite scene from season one. Yeah, so raw is the finale. I really rewatched that scene before I started season two. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, like Luke said as well, that season three gets us more into like a full Carmi train. Because I love all the other characters, but obviously, you kind of come for Carmi. And they did all of the buildup of the other characters to clear the path for it to being a Carmi season, especially how yeah. this ended. So, a couple things I'll just say about him off the top of my head. Just know this: he is the only character that I am so biased on that I'm just admitting it right now. Like. <laughs> I love everything he does. I don't care. Me which too. is probably what's going to result in this difference of opinion here. Because I didn't know. We talked about this right before we started recording. But Kyle was saying that the general consensus is this, is people just hate the characters of Claire, Donna, and Sydney. And Sydney. Yeah. Which, fair. But like, what I want to say is that I am so team Claire and Carmi that I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like I And it seemed like you are completely the opposite. And we'll, we could talk about it. But basically, my entire opinion got summed up in the last... 10 minutes by Richie. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got to let yourself enjoy this or else what is it? What is anything worth anything? If yeah. you're not like, so that's basically how I feel about it. So I am going to be defending Claire. I guess I'll be the the minority. I don't know how you feel. No, about I'm it. so team. I was aghast when I was online and people were like, oh, Claire sucks. Like, she's like, cool. I yeah. like the best her. Girl next door archetypes I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is so goddamn good that and she's a genius in her own right and her yeah. field. Like, he's on, she's on Carmi's level, just, you know, as a doctor and, mm-hmm. and she has a chaotic life too. I mean, she's, I forget what discipline she is but she's she, like an er tech or something like that like a doctor a in ER. Life and, and she's obviously able to balance her at home life with her work life she's able yeah. to separate it she's able to have relationships carmy has no idea how mm. to do that i'm begging them to bring her back like i hope it doesn't just end like it that it can't i really hope so. i refuse they to let that happen they, could, they really yeah. were literally she could be out because of how he just how he reacted at the end there and and Carmen can move on i don't know sets up for Sid and Carmen. no yeah, people like that though people have been saying yeah saying i'm anti you know, he came out and said like their platonic relationship is like one of the best things yeah. he likes about the yeah I, I would be upset if it they did that it just it 
who gets it necessary so much it's nice honestly that they can just be friends and business partners and like you know and bounce back and forth off of each other without like a level of romance involved i want to say about claire i'm not anti-claire i'm just so pro carmy that it was clearly distracting him yeah and it made me upset to see his focus get shifted yeah it just sucks because that's just like how it has to be for him now where he's at in his journey but he'll get to a point hopefully he'll get the balance down yeah i mean because i don't know there's some level like people love shows that are like super realistic sometimes where it's like it's not all you know sunshine and roses there can be a balance and i would be upset honestly if this story just is about how the fact that he can never change like he's so fucked up by his mom and his family that like he can't let himself up good things i would be pissed it's not going to be satisfying for him to say you're right like i need to just be focused on this and then he succeeds at that that's not going to yeah. be satisfying at all no. so i hope we don't go that route he just carmy's so good at his craft and i really loved to see him trust his peers how he gave tina his knife mm-hmm. she i assumed he was just letting her borrow it and then when she was like, well, I haven't given it back to you, chef. I apologize. And he's like, I never asked for it. Back. Yeah, I was really excited. That was baller. Like, I actually like fist pumped a little <laughs> yeah. bit because Tina's sweet. And in the beginning, in season one, she she had she was just so difficult. Are yeah. We, but are she we hurt. moving on to Tina officially? No, no. I just I just wanted <laughs> to say like we are. you have your no, question to ask. I don't want good. you to not to ask. No, I have it, but I'm I just save it for the I just want to it's one of the reasons why I love Carmi. Like he he shows signs of being able to trust others build relationships and be like a good friend and mentor but he sabotages himself yeah it's all in his head yeah. in that conversation at the end he has it with multiple people through the door of the walk-in but tina says to him like that's like so silly that you would think that like he's so hard on himself he literally thinks it can only be that black and white one way where like he has to every waking moment has to focus on the restaurant or he's gonna you know it's gonna slip through his fingers or whatever it may be but I liked too that there was a lot of maybe not so subtle growth, but even like the and we talked about it, Alki, before we started recording with like the hand gesture with Sid or like they kind of like do like rubbing the heart. I don't it, I think it's, it's sign language is something he explains. Yeah, what it's it not for sorry. Right? Sorry. Yeah. It's like so like even that, like he even says to Sid, I think it's an episode maybe seven or eight. They're talking about the menu and they're changing things or whatever. When he whips out the drawings, he tells her, like, hey, just let me know when i'm fucking shit up like i don't want to fix shit up you just just let me know and like i'll try to fix things i'll try not to be you know as bad and things like that so like he's clearly mindful of the fact that he might be making mistakes that scene was awesome by the way yeah it's just he's too hard on himself at times self-aware that it's just like it's refreshing you don't see that that often of people like literally acknowledging let me know in the moment in real time yeah Yeah. he's also overly self-aware because he blames himself for every single thing yeah and he i mean don't get me wrong he deserves some level of blame of things like Like, it's not gonna call the goddamn fridge guy yeah and like the thing with it's tough because like in the kitchen it's so high stress like the fact that the pans were on the left-handed thing like in the moment he just had just noticed that before service it wouldn't have been like a the fans on the left side but the fact that they're making food and it's now it's like he's freaking out and screaming you know what i mean so he obviously dropped the ball on like a fair amount of things he's just way too hard on himself for what the actual consequences of it are and let me just say why you just brought that up i love when they freak out in the kitchen and everybody just kind of gets it like you can just feel it. this happens people freak out yeah. and you just have to kind of move on especially the head chef like if you go to richie's episode when he's going to the other and you even see that chef 
freaking out in the other restaurant, you know, yeah. the, the dweeb, whatever. I don't know that guy. Yeah, fuck you, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, He's like, yes, yeah, fuck me, Garrett. It's, <laughs> part Garrett. The, it's part of the culture, like where the head chef has to like kind of like exert all that stress out. They're up at 5 a.m. Yeah. every single day. It's like, fucked up, but it is fucked up, but it's also really cool to see because I have no insight to the food industry. Yep. Like seeing those kind of things, it's like that kind of makes sense. Like Gordon Ramsay got a point, you know? Yeah, so I love I love me some Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I also like a little thread, I guess, somewhat similar. Like they are keep passing around the Pepto Bismol. Yeah, all just like, like what? explain that. Well, they're all just like they're all just super anxious yeah, they're, they're and nervous. like like all the time. Like it, the it's so stressful that like their stomachs are all fucked up. So like they all just like sip on Pepto Bismol, which is fucked that. up. Don't get me wrong; it's just I a fun detail. I think we're still on Carmi. Um, yeah, at the so party too. when he went with Claire, she gave him a Coke. He didn't have any beer or anything, at least not that I noticed. Is he sober? Is he recovering? Like, what I do you noticed, guys think about I thought, that? I didn't notice that he didn't have alcohol. Do you think maybe he's just? Did you notice? I that? think possibly he's just not drinking because his brother was obviously and his mom. His, his brother and mother have demons that yeah. they battled with, battle with, and then that's the way I interpreted it. He doesn't. I don't think he has a problem because he goes to the Al Anonymous meetings as like a family member of someone who was an addict. Yeah, like he doesn't introduce himself as someone. Who is an addict? I thought it was like somebody who a loved one committed suicide meeting. I thought they were going Alcoholic Anonymous, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I thought yeah. it was that too. Off the top of my head, I thought like it was what I said, yeah, what Alki said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah name drop himself. Heard. Yeah. Heard. Definitely heard. heard. Definitely heard. Um, last thing I'll say on Carmi is like, obviously, he makes the show go round. Yeah. It wasn't going to be all roses from here. Like this season mm-hmm. was l- pretty much really looking up once they started passing the, the tests and stuff and they were going to open up like something needed to happen. Yeah. This is just the natural progression of a show that could go four seasons, five seasons so, like this. Great build up season. Yeah, exactly. And I loved it. So that's it, man. Carmi's the freaking homie. Yeah. He's no longer lip in my mind. He's he's Carmi. Yeah. He yeah. Carmi. yeah that's he, a good point. He, this defines him. Yeah, for sure. It, it, so. Do we want to just slide to Claire because it's easy. Yeah, let's just do that because we kind of been talking about. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. And here was the question that I kind of forgot earlier: What specifically did Claire do wrong? Are you asking me? Yeah, because you're the one that's going to be on the opposite side of this. It's like I. It's not that I think she did anything wrong. I'm just. I think it's just right person, wrong time, for Carmi. And while we just got done talking about how he needs to learn how to balance relationships <laughs> yeah. and all that, like he also has to deliver this because there's so much at stake. So many people's livelihoods are at about at the balance. He owes uncle Jimmy all this freaking money. Like he doesn't need this. And I think uncle Jimmy defined it perfectly. He's like, first of all, this is like the greatest thing I've ever heard. And he's like, uh Oh yeah. I was so yeah. mad at him that he did that. But Just because it's, 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 it's what I was thinking yeah. the whole time. And it, it, that's what made me so upset about the relationship is because it could foil everything. It could fool everything because it. they showed how Sid was clearly unhappy with the yeah. situation. They showed Carmi dicking over, just calling the simple fridge guy like three different times because of Claire. You know, he had to go run an errand and he had her do it with him, which is, you know, nice and sweet. And we got a good couple scenes out of it, but it diverted his focus. And I'm rooting for him and the bear. And I want legacy, the legacy of Mike to live on and like all that. And Carmi right now, his whole family his family's legacy is resting on his shoulders and I just don't want it to get fucked up. No, that's all valid reasons. I just weight the happiness and like what I'm projecting onto Carmi higher than that. But I totally agree with everything you just said. I will say that the the overreaction of the changing of the menu was the one I, I think wasn't like a big deal. 
that shouldn't yes. have been taken as big of a deal by Sydney. Yeah, Sid was, was like getting jealous, and yeah. she even said it. She's like, apologize. She apologized. Yeah, exactly. The first thing for sure, the ditching out to go to the party, like with Claire, all that valid. I'm just, I was just thinking out loud, like what is weighing heavy on your mind about her, and you know, valid. I just still love her. I'm just scared of the impending doom. I think we hit it, and but I think we hit it, which actually is kind of nice. Yes, because now it can. Yeah, it's either gonna go up or she's gonna be off the show. I mean, I'm fully Team Claire. Yeah, I whatever they were trying to sell me, I fucking bought it hook, line, and sinker. I was really into it. I loved the fact that he like it was nice to see Carmi in that type of relationship have those kinds of scenes because he's not really really warm so much with a lot of other people it's more of like he does nice gestures for people at times but like actually interacting with someone on that level like romantically I think was nice to see because obviously we didn't get that in season one people's issue from what I can tell on the internet with Claire is that I don't know if you guys are familiar with the manic pixie dream girl trope what that's what people that's i literally have i had to look this up because i wasn't sure what it was basically it's like she's like too perfect mm -hmm. and oh she like God. says all of the right things like she's so perfectly quirky and like so everything's next door it's like the same idea yeah everything's like perfectly flirtatious like she just gets the right amount of jokes but like she's serious and she's smart and like she's good at her job and all of that kind of stuff yeah and it's like what i don't really care so much but that's what people's See, main complaint was the only counter to that is the fact that there is built-in history yeah if she just I popped agree. out of nowhere and then he like fell in love at the store first yeah. sight totally in but there is built-in history and you even see in episode six like he's had he's been into her for 10 years like they yeah. grew up together that's the reason i don't buy that yeah so much so that everybody that he knows knew how much he cared about claire and she yeah. goes on to say she felt the same way the whole time which is just like yeah exactly and I they talk about yeah how carmy's always been really shy and like was never going to say anything to her she says that to him yep. they all all of his like people and friends know claire like they're all like she yeah like you said she grew up literally down the street from him like mm -hmm. so for me all the the dots connected perfectly i was super into it i was yeah. legitimately devastated when she's on the other side of the walk-in door and she hears all of it and i was like fuck i was so upset and it was it. coming to she's like what the fuck Let's yeah get in there and like luke had said a little bit ago like richie was kind of the audience like our stand-in of like what the fuck man yep. like you couldn't just i will say my my critique of claire which came in the last 15 minutes is weak to say i love you on the phone for the first time yes thank you Fair. especially on a voicemail that's what i'm saying and like are you remember... gonna keep that in your freaking pants <laughs> when he missed the call and i saw the voicemail i was like ah yeah 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 not good just not good wait how do you not say that in person? if you know carmy as long as you've known him i feel like you gotta know that that's not gonna she could have yeah, done yeah. better she could done, find a way to resonate with him a little better my like irrational hope is that the first thing she heard was when he was like really self-deprecating and he's like like i'm a fucking psycho mm -hmm. and then he says all that stuff so it wasn't so much like he was against her he was against himself with her yeah, yeah. type of deal and I that's like my irrational like holding on hope to like season three like it'll be okay <laughs> because of that. At that point he can talk himself out of it yeah. <laughs> as messed up as that but might be but i don't think he's capable of he got no not right now yeah not right now but i don't i think they've had he means too much to her i think for her to kind of let that one like obviously it's horrible and it's like so devastating for her in the moment and i obviously yeah like she cried and she walked away and she deserved to walk away and he doesn't really deserve like a, an immediate next chance, but I think that they have way too much history yeah. 
for her to just like give up on him. I feel like she sees the potential in him of what he can be, and he doesn't obviously see it himself. And they'll get there. Sure. Get she there. says, I'm really sorry to hear that, Carmen. She yeah. said his full name. That could be interpreted as F you or also that she feels bad he feels that way. Mm-hmm. But they're she they're also can't stick yeah, around. They're totally they're they're game. They're get, yeah, they're coming <laughs> back. And Claire, did I fucking back love that? Back set it up. He said yeah. he's like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's so great. Okay, so we could probably put a pin in Claire too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just fact why you said his name? Yeah, sure. Fuck yeah. And add in think, a brother I, to any conversation. Yeah, at this point, there's really no rhyme or reason. Right? Yeah. I love Theodore and Neil. Ten Theodores in my family. I, I mean, fact. Okay, great. I like Maddie Matheson a lot. I was so pleasantly surprised by how much more he was in this season. Me too. Like it made sense that because they're redoing everything, and they're you know, is it is it a what is it a gut versus a whatever the fuck the other thing was? I forget a facelift, a facelift Facelift. versus a gut. But I just he's a great character. He's so funny. He just had such a nice level of of levity. I guess. And he was fucking him and his brother were great in the Christmas episode. Dude, when John Mulaney says, I look forward to this every year. I love seeing you guys. You always deliver. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to give you $500 just so, but you have to call me yeah. every week and let me know how it's going. I don't even care what happens to that $500. That, dude, the deliver- I'm just bawling about John Mulaney right now. Yeah, he fun. was a 10 out of 10. He was, but when he goes, do I have access to $500? I absolutely do. He's like, I'm 42. <laughs> three-year-old man <laughs> i love when he's just like can i take those one at a time <laughs> he was so perfect. every line delivery by john Mulaney yeah. was fucking amazing i was so sad when i mean it makes sense because like they probably didn't want to get them for all of the, the potential scenes like they just wanted them for episode six but when suge says like yeah. in, the, in the finale like oh like you know steven and michelle can't come i was all like right, we'll get right back to them but yeah, fact. yeah yeah, yeah fact. <laughs> no I, I i agree with what you said i did not have any expectations that we were going to see him as much as we did yeah and the thing that surprised me the most was that quick little conversation about i think it was carmy and claire about fact like hooking him up with the right phone yeah. number and then she goes he says she's your best friend yeah, yeah yeah i had no idea i didn't pick up on that from season one that they are literally like that's like his best friend well i think i interpreted it as fact says everybody's his best friend i don't know i mean he's at yeah. the dinner it's a little of that and a little that carmy doesn't really have any yeah he doesn't have any friends, friends. like he's the closest thing he has to a friend right i was just surprised at how close fact is to the family i guess yeah yeah well, actually, Carmen saying like, yeah, you know, yeah, he is my best friend. Yeah. I think that was one of the most honest statements yeah. that he was he actually believed in. Well, it felt like whole season. Great. Like I had yeah. said earlier, where he's like so chaotic that like that felt where like he actually took a moment to like ponder his connection to like another person and was yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah, we actually are best friends. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of deal. So fact, his actor, say his name again, Kyle. Matty Matheson. Matt, yeah. he, what is he, a comedian slash chef? Like, he's definitely a chef. He owns, I think, one or more restaurants in Canada so, and Toronto. He also owns like a clothing brand. He's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So he like I see his videos all the time and he's so funny and he's a good cook. Yeah. And it's he fits the show so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved his transition from the maintenance guy, Jan, whatever, to yeah. like front of the house in the suit with the little rat tail <laughs> like he was so funny and like him and richie together are great yeah he's like we're in alliance like he's like no alliance no alliance they're like he's like mom nah it's so funny he, yeah like don't call mom don't call mom don't call mom he starts whispering it and then he starts to get louder <laughs> yeah also i i appreciated how much he knew about general upkeep of like a a 
He's the building. guy. He's you need, the guy. You need a screwdriver? My boy's always. Yeah, he's like, do I look yeah. like I got a screwdriver? <laughs> Corey goes respect. <laughs> he's cool. He's funny. This, yeah, he's he was definitely good. one of my favorite side characters. Um, and he adds a smile to my face in yeah. any scene he's in. He and he just means well. He's just like a nice, sweet guy, which I can't for some people like they do bad things in the show and they're kind of bad people at times. I feel like he's just like always, you can count on him to just be like a good guy. Like yeah, he's a solid genuine. guy. He's yeah, genuine. Very genuine. And uh, Sugar always calls him my love or yeah. honey or something like that. I think that's funny. <laughs> you know he, probably, he loves it. Yeah, he probably had a crush on her from a kid or something. <laughs> yeah, you know he loves it. And was it the brother that Richie wouldn't let in the front door? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Theodore. Back, what's up? Yeah, he's like, parm for carm. <laughs> fucking come back here again. That's, yeah. Like, I told you not to come back. When he, when he lights the fucking candle at Christmas and he just goes, we lit. Yeah. <laughs> this Christmas is lit. <laughs> Who is it that they're dancing for? Is it Richie? And he's, uh, like, yeah, he's, like, he's like, dance together. All right, now in sync. Now separate. <laughs> and they're both just like, they're just it. great. Dude. I don't know why, but I felt like. I couldn't know those guys. Yeah, it was just so funny. It's also funny that they've dropped so many times that there's so many facts. But we've only met two so far. And obviously, Francine, Francine. her sister, has some level of involvement with the people because yeah, Sugar hates her. Yeah, Sugar hates her. That's totally even let her come to friends yeah. and family. That's common. Yeah, future. that has. They've, they've talked about it way too much yeah. for us not to I get that. Lee, that dynamic is coming in the future next yeah. season. And, you know. On a side note, probably was Francine. Jay yeah, too. we'll see. But no, I'm. I love the facts. They're great. So let's do this because I'm. I'm we go with fact and the yeah, brother. I think so, yeah. Let's just keep going in a circle, nominating people. So like, because I because we can just treat it like that, so we don't have to keep asking who's next. So yeah, I'll go next. Okay, <laughs> that works for me. I want to take us to another main side character who I fell in love with this season. I don't remember how I really felt after season one. But dude, Uncle Jay, yes, the absolute man. Like he could have been in Succession straight up. Like yes, his, his archetype and everything he says is just so wise. And he, he keeps it real. He keeps it real, and he's still like not afraid to like, yeah, like you're saying. Like he he will t- say whatever the truth is, but at the same time, he loves them so much. Just how he treats Richie in the flashback episode, like. He knows he was about to mess with the relationship and just gives him the job. Like he is to his heart. He's a good guy. He's yeah. on the squad. Like, you see it too. So it's season one good. too. Yeah. That like he has like that underlaying. Like he just loves them, but no. But if you're him, like he obviously is rich, has Super a lot rich. of money. Yeah. And they're all at some level like kind of degenerates, and it's like he got he has to stay on his toes around second, all of them. Wait a second. Wait a second. In the first season, I thought it was implied that Uncle Jimmy is like crooked. Am it I could the be. They also, I mean, they definitely look at him as like a fixer. Yeah, so for sure. I thought he was like crooked. I thought that was hinted at in like early season one. Yeah, and got money, legitimate businesses, and yeah, it's a testament to him and how much he loves the family, like you said, mm-hmm. Luke. Because despite the fact that Mikey has had so many failed business ventures, he's wasted so much money. He had a problem with drugs and alcohol. Like he still gave him money, and then after his departure from this earth, he also helped Carmi and Sugar, and he believed in them. Mm-hmm. He instilled a lot of great advice to them he became their partner he helped get the ball rolling when they needed it yeah. and he was he was crucial i mean he's he also like a true uh you know silent partner mm-hmm. yeah he's also not like a complete i'm not trying to like he's not soft in the sense like he tells him like 18 months these are clearly the terms 
I'm not afraid to fucking sell this building out from underneath you guys. Like you either do it or you don't. It's like I want this to succeed, but yeah. I'll obviously take this lot. Like yeah. I, I want this lot. And they needed that. I yeah. think they really need someone. Yeah, he doesn't beat around the bush. Yeah, that's going to give them that business conversation they have in the car where like we only have this amount of time mm-hmm. before we were in the red. Like that was great. Everything he does when it when he gets real is just it's compelling. Um, I definitely love him. What I'm just completely forgetting. What is his actual relationship to them? I think he's one of those just non-biological uncles. But there has to be something that they hinted at why he's around. Like, was he? I think it's been hinted at that him and their father and this guy Lee were like close because the whole KBL thing. Okay, that that makes sense because he flirts with the mom, so he's definitely not related to the mom. Yeah, he like kissed her. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, oh, yeah. He's. I mean, it just kind of says that he's related to them, but not like they. It makes it seem because they all call him uncle. Because yeah. Richie's not like related to them. Richie, but oh, I but, can't wait to die. Settle down. <laughs> but we, but he calls him uncle too. So I don't know. It's kind of hard. They all each other call each other cousins. Like, could it be the dad's brother? Is there? Are we ruling that out? No. Ah. But he doesn't have the Brazada last name. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought I missed that, and it was obvious. But I guess not. He's just one of the fam. And it's kind of tough too, because they call him Cicero. But then in the scene in the finale when they give him the banana, they call him like Mister Polanowski. Yeah, he's. I don't know. Something like that? Because Lee is also Polish. Polanowski sounds Polish to me. Maybe. So even Richie's Polish. Yeah. I can get down with that too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. I mean, I get I think that'll be something that probably gets explored even more, yeah. hopefully. I'm good with Uncle Jim. I theorize that him, Lee, and the father ran together just like Mikey and Richie ran together. They, and they, they they talk about it a little bit too of like the initial shit, right? The KBL. That's KBL, what that's what about. it is. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was K, I think, is, is their dad. Jimmy. Or no, K is Jimmy. B is Berzato, which is Mikey slash oh, yeah, father. True. And L, I believe, is Lee. Is Lee I might yeah. have mixed up K and L, but it was those three. And that's what he had engraved in all the cans mm-hmm. that he hit all the money. Yeah. In. So I think Lee might be involved with that three hundred dollar, three hundred thousand dollars that he hid in the in the tomato sauce, whatever. But yeah, I like Uncle Jimmy. He he brings you back to earth. You know, mm-hmm. he's he great presence. He has a great presence. So, all right, Alec, who's next? Um, do Richie? Yeah, I do want to do Richie. Let's see. This is, oh, my God. You can talk first, but I'm excited. So, Richie from season one, I hated it. I was like, this guy is such a dick. He does not, he's not getting it. You know, he's not getting that. They're on their last legs. And, like, if they don't fix shit, this shit is going to go under and he's out of the freaking job. But towards the end of season one, you see him, like, front of the house, kind of get it together. And, you know, he's still a little shaky. In the beginning of the season with him, um, kind of questioning his purpose mm-hmm. it set him up so well because he grew so much in such a short amount of time he stepped up to the plate you know what i mean and he became such a treat like he is their de facto brother now mm-hmm. yeah like he is carmy and sugar's brother he's taken the place of mikey and i loved when carmy gave richie the hat that he found in the locker yeah because carmy obviously could have kept it himself i'm sure he wanted to keep it like it meant something to all of them it was from when they had the food truck at some kind of like whatever but he's so funny and you see a lot about his background with his wife and he loves his daughter whose daughter was so funny and so cute too and she was like and uncle frank or whatever (laughs) and i just i really liked how he got it together he went to that restaurant he learned so much and he proved that his biggest strength is his skill with people, mm-hmm. his skills with people. And he had that one-on-one with Chef Terry, right? Mm-hmm. And she said it. 
Kwame believes in you and he was right. You're great with people. And I thought that was awesome. He needed that too. He needed the combination of that staging experience and Tiffany telling him that she was going to get married to Frank. Cause that was like the kick in the ass that he needed to be like, okay, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and he kind of says it at the beginning of the staging thing, like fucking 42 years old, wiping forks off. Like what the fuck? And kind of says it a little bit in the flashback as well to Jimmy when he's like, you know, I don't want to be wrapping beef sandwiches for the rest of my life, blah, 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 blah. But I just one of the best like season journeys with a character that I can remember, like in recent television experience for me. Certainly. I love yeah. those little hints of him and his wife having some problems, even when she was pregnant, mm-hmm. like she was getting like unreasonably mad at him for stupid shit. And he couldn't like, you know, he couldn't handle it. Yeah. And you also see like the way that he means well, like with the whole like Carmi and Claire scene at Christmas, where like he's they're he's trying to tell Carmi, like, dude, no, like we're it's a good thing. Like we talked to her, it's okay. And Carmi obviously wasn't handling it because there's obviously such a history of them being fucking dickheads to him, just because that's how it goes. Hey, why do you think that? Because you always fuck with me. Yeah, he's exactly. like, Carmi, she's hot now. And he's like, homie, you have a wife. And he's like, so what? <laughs> Whatever he said, he said Yeah, no, Richie was fucking so fantastic. I you guys nailed it like i think before this season i wasn't a huge richie fan and now i'm flag planning and he's a top three character of this show the character yeah. development was amazing i w- i'm going as far to say that i think richie's episode might be my favorite of the season mm-hmm. and dude i really i even wrote in my notes like when he takes over in the finale dude i was like emotional yeah it's like holy shit dude this is killing me how great this is he's so freaking fun to watch and that character development like we're there like it's gonna stick like he's not gonna go backwards like he already fought through the adversity i think it's only up for him and i was just so happy when he's just like staring there staring like just straight and sitting he's like i can you can do it like and then it's so good man. yeah it's It's like that 10 second he gives himself like 10 seconds and it's like the the sounds a little distorted and he's like kind of locking in and then it's like okay let's go and he's clutch way better at sydney at like the random little ad libs like i yeah. fucking love you all <laughs> yeah <laughs> chef. that is when that's when the pearl jam song drops he's like five minutes and we can all go outside and smoke a cigarette yeah. <laughs> soon, dude. it was just i was once a fucking party <laughs> like he is now just one of my top three favorite characters of the show and i never yeah. would have thought i was going to get here at the beginning of the season like he's a good character before his development like for the show but like now he's a great character it was really his idea to kind of turn the podium around. They kind of did yeah. it at the same time, him and Sydney. Mm-hmm. But I like that he took initiative. It shows that he really, whatever he learned at that place resonated and he's going to instill it onto everyone else around him at this new place at the bear. It's exciting. I wear suits now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what does Bag say? He's like, that's awesome. <laughs> Every single one of them had a good comment. Like, you look great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so good, man. <laughs> Little funny, like, keynote of Richie. He's obviously not Italian, but he was so close with Mikey that, like, he thinks he's Italian. <laughs> and they said it in season one a bunch, too. Like, you're not one of the funniest Italian. parts. I laughed out loud. It's not prob- it's, pr- it's not meant to be funny, but Sugar got up and she's visibly pregnant. And he goes, Ma, que bella. <laughs> it's just so funny, especially for me. I love The Sopranos. And like while I was watching The Sopranos, I felt like I was a freaking paisan. <laughs> and, he, and he is that. And I just love it. I think it's going to be a good test to see how Kathleen feels about Richie at the end of the season, because I think she was the lower on him. Yeah, I could be misquoting that, but I'm pretty she He's the Makes kind sense. of character that she would be lower in yeah at least to the point of the end of season one so if he can win her over i feel like he's got to be a top three fan favorite i just loved the kind of direction and the the idea behind like 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Him being so into the like acts of service, like when Garrett explains why he loves working in the restaurant so much because he gets to make people stay and like going above and beyond for people, what that can do for yourself. And like that hit Richie so hard. It was so perfect. It was so great for his character. It was literally exactly what he needed. And like watching him do it at the bear with like Sydney's dad, where like, you know, they know he doesn't drink. So then like Fat walks up with the soda pop card and yeah. they get the fucking chocolate covered banana for Jimmy. And then he also tells Marcus to 86 the Mostarda because her dad doesn't eat cherries. And Sydney like gives him a head nod and like appreciates it. I can't wait to see more of that. Yeah. In the future, like just Richie doing those little things for everyone. It's just like really, really nice to watch. He said it himself. He's like, I feel like I have so much potential that I'm not mm-hmm. reaching and he's going to reach it. I yeah. believe. And obviously, because this whole season was about building up the kitchen, the bear mm-hmm. next season, I think it's going to go back to the roots of like, we're actually going to be seeing a lot more of the kitchen stuff like we're talking about now. We didn't get a lot this season, obviously. Yeah, yeah they didn't it's cook gonna it be done. really good when they because they're going to I'm sure they're going to have some really good details in there especially with all the learning every single one of our characters did. I wonder how big of a role these new cooks are going to have. I mean, we'll see. I hope they start building them up a little bit besides the crackhead. Yeah, he's gone. You need you <laughs> Josh is 86. To, you need yeah. to because like a kitchen is a family. Yeah. And they're now a part of it. And hopefully yeah. Kendall Roy is. <laughs> that would be sick. One thing I like, I guess a little final thing on Richie is I liked that because I was thinking that the whole time watching the, the door to the dining room is right there. And they're all just screaming at each other. And it's like the people would totally hear them. Oh, yeah. Like he like uh, Richie, I guess, celebrates at the end when he's like, fuck, yeah. And then well, he literally turns around and they say it's getting a little loud back in the kitchen. OK, yeah. Yeah. he walks up. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's getting a little oh, loud okay. here, guys. Yeah. yeah. Like locked in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> that just like feels like it's a recipe for disaster because like you literally open that door and someone's just dropping 18 F-bombs and everyone at the bar who's literally a straight shot into the kitchen. It's like, OK. The last thing I'll say on Richie before we move into my character is that him and Chef Jess, that's the future, I think. I hope so. She gives him that like longing look when she like says like it was so nice to meet you or whatever. And then like she looks back mm. or whatever. He also checked her out when she first popped up. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. I'm about that, but I don't know if they'll bring her back. I hope so. Her. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just nice like to show us like because it was like kind of right on the aftermath of tiffany telling him that she's gonna get married so like now he kind of like we said has that like baggage lifted a little bit he sure. can get out there and maybe there's room for a richie love interest show carmy how it's done yeah. all right okay i will pick my boy marcus is gonna be the character that we'll talk about next i fucking loved his episode it was the that's the only episode pre episode six that got a 9.0 or above on imdb mm. It was just, he needed that so bad. Like he, obviously they, they made a focus of him, like taking care of his mom so much in this season. And it was just so nice to see him like outside in that like different environment. It's also was nice to see like the connections that Carmi has across the world. Like he gets to meet Luca, who we all love, Will Poulter. That whole episode was great. He's just such a nice guy. 
the stuff with Sydney is a little weird and because it doesn't hit right and they both cringy. they both kind of know it yeah and he like kind of means well but doesn't but I just like the idea of him like going on that trip like eating a bunch of food breaking it down bringing new recipes back it was just I, I really like Marcus's character yeah, he has a really cool role in the kitchen yeah of just being the dessert guy the Copenhagen thing was amazing like i love seeing that just it's it was great to see and i agree that episode was freaking awesome especially because will poulter was (laughs) great like i i was just waiting for him to be a dick the whole time but he just never was Mm -hmm. you know like i just thought he was just gonna be an asshole yeah like carmy honestly he was honestly or even a little kind of like uncle jimmy where it was like he was telling him the real worse like do it again stuff but it was like still nice and they had an open conversation and things like that i like that part of marcus that marcus was like willing to go on that journey and experience like i feel like i would have been so intimidated right to get into a kitchen like that because season one marcus was a little fragile yeah i mean he was like trying to shove that donut he made Dude. down their throat and that really bothered me that episode i was like what is he doing can he read the room yeah and then this guy's telling them worse worse and he's like so what's the key? And then Lucas was like, well, I we used to think I was the best and I realized I wasn't. And then Marcus has got the gist. He's like, so basically you need to fuck up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you need to fuck up. That was I, good. I think that the Marcus season one stuff was some of my least favorite things of the entire show. Yeah. Like I hated that. It's It was that. And then a bunch of the Sydney season one stuff that like when I think of like the worst parts about the show, it's those two things right off the bat, which is funny because now they're trying to ship them. <laughs> yeah. Are we completely on the train that that's not going to happen? No, I'm interested. I'm interested in it happening. It's just is so horribly awkward. It's just one sided. Like Marcus obviously has like a little crush, and Sydney's like, "This is my, uh, this is my bro." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I don't have too much to really add about Marcus because, like, everything he did was good this season, mm-hmm. and like he rallied for me in my head from season one. But again, like, not the most important guy right now, at least for season two. But yeah, he's he's a good he guy. He also bakes the bread. Yeah, I loved how they showed how caring he is. He mm-hmm. saved that. Well, he helped that man who crashed his bike. He was. I love the little tidbit that he was a college football player. Mm-hmm. I thought Same. that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, he's huge. And he's so caring of his mother. It's like, Who's Michael Jordan? <laughs> yeah, that was so nice too when he gets the note and then Luca signs at Luca number thirty three. Yeah, yeah, that was good. He sends him the every I second. Count. Carmi picture was sweet. Too. Yeah, yeah, yes. looking like um, bosses. Yeah, Marcus, he's a he's the teddy bear of the group. You yeah, know? he's he cares about everybody. And uh, how about his ending though? Oh yeah, with it's the phone, crush him. It could yeah. be. It could be. It could destroy him. Yeah, it's going to be really, really. I hope she, interesting. I hope she didn't pass. I hope it was like an emergency. I don't know. No, she's. I think his mom passed. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think she, she totally did. I'm kind of happy we're over that though because it was going to happen. Like it was all. It was. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's true. It was there, but so we're. You know, I like his friend too. His friend that takes him to the airport. I forget what the hell his name is. I, I don't can... think that's his friend. I think that's like one of Richie and Carmi's boys again. No, I thought he comes in to see more. Oh, I guess maybe then they became. He was sitting yeah. with Theo Fag. Yeah, he was. But I feel like, I don't know. They they come in for him in season one, too. I feel like they talked to him in season one as well. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. Maybe I just he asked him to check on his mom. Yeah. So yeah. I just right. thought that was nice. It seems like he has, like, we don't get to see anyone else's friends. So <laughs> it's besides the facts. The facts yeah. are the only friends that we get to see. Really, he really so. grew too as a baker. I mean, he had yeah. brought great ideas to mm-hmm. the bear, and I think everybody's going to really enjoy what he has to offer. Yeah, and it was a great moment when he presents the Michael, and Carmi's like, "You can really throw it down, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> Just reusing that line that Marcus said to him in season one. No, the the Michael was a great moment. Yeah, that was I really knew it was going to be called like the Mike <laughs> too, because that was like a blocker for Carmi, like the whole cannoli thing. Yeah, 
Good on Marcus. I'm good on Marcus. Good on Marcus. Yeah. All right, so I will go next with another one of my favorite characters, and I'm gonna pick Sugar. I, hey, dude, good one. She killed it for this yeah. season. I thought she was she was great. I'm happy that she's part of the business more as than rather than like a side part of the family. Yeah, like I thought she just did really really well here. I like her husband a lot. Remind me if he was in the first season. He was. He was. Okay. They kept calling him a tool and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's so, at the when they knock him out with the fucking punch at the party. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he brings it to the casserole. They flame him, dude. Oh my god! She's so cute, and she's just like get shit done, and like everything she's got going on, she's just very competent at what yes. she's doing. Like without her, none of this gets done really. Like, yeah. And she handles the Uncle Jimmy stuff really well. Like she basically is just such a good manager of the of the bar like from the business side that i just didn't know how much i wanted her in this show like like she she grew into the that kind of character because she's basically a main character in my head yeah, yeah for now sure. she is yeah, i also like the the idea that like her backstory is that she works at a bank is perfect mm-hmm. so, it, simple explains enough about her like that she can do well in the role she understands the business side all of the interest rates the loans all that kind of stuff like it was that's just all it needed to be she worked used to work at a bank now she handles all that stuff one to one, easy peasy. I really yeah. wonder if her actress was pregnant in real life, or that was part of it, because that didn't yeah. really add much yet. Not yet, no. But I mean, I, I think her and Richie. It just it, to talk about Richie a little more too is like that was a good way to show Richie's growth as well, because the two of them kind of were at each other's throats. She was in episode like four or five was like, "You got to fucking do something about Richie. Like he's awful." Mm-hmm. Then obviously they kind of reconnect a little bit at the end, and he's like really like oh, ciao bella. Who's the closest person outside my office? Come here. And so he's like, "All right, let's." Yeah, sweet. So I didn't know his name was Gary. But yeah, it's Gary, it's Gary. Gary sweeps whatever oh, yeah, his last I, name. I just wrote sweeps. Down. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, she's crucial to the bear and the operations of the restaurant. She's COO, and they need that because even Sydney, like, they have no other skills no. except for like the restaurant, except for cooking. And that's literally it. They have no personal skills. Yeah, they have no personal <laughs> skills. They have no soft skills. They have no. They're not business savvy. They're dreamers. While Jimmy is the guy on the outside, like keeping it real, she's there day by day. She's the project manager, like mm-hmm. Sydney's promoter, uh, mm-hmm. nominated her as. I really hope that she takes on this role as her main gig, because her husband said, "Like you, I love this you more because you come home and you're not mad all the time." Yeah. While she's in the fucking chaos and like screaming her head off, like she she does love it, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I I love Sugar too. Yeah, not she's fan. one of my favorite characters as well. I don't. I mean, by design, I hate everything to do with her and the mother's relationship. Yeah. Like, by design. We're supposed to hate that. I just, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the mom's fault, right? Like, totally. Yeah. We're going to talk like, shit okay? on Tana. Yeah, we'll get there. They were, she was like, you okay? That was. <laughs> Carmi, Mikey, and they're all just like, oh. Oh, my God. God that was so bad. bad. Yeah. Their, it was, <laughs> their reactions were perfect, and I was like. Oh my god, this is gonna be so bad. Because Mikey was freaking out too, and he yeah. was having his moment. Like he was in a having an episode, but that was enough to click him out of it for a split second and be like, "Oh my god, you know, Sugar, what did yeah. you just do?" She also like her presence. I feel like gives you hope for Carmi. Yeah. Like she has like a loving relationship. Like obviously, he says like she, he as in Pete says like you know she's mad at home or whatever. But clearly, they like love each other, and like she is capable. Of having this level of a relationship she with someone else, deal with them. yeah. So like, she's Carmi's mom. So like, Carmi hopefully can like, you know, see that. Yeah, they're not just like all damaged people that are hopeless. You know. Yeah, it's true. While they always teased her for having the, 
schlub of a husband, even yeah. though he's proven to be a really nice guy. Yeah. Oh, he's the man. She's the only one with a normal life, a healthy life. She's yeah. going to have a child. She's going to have a family. That's something for, it's a great mold for Carmi to mm-hmm. uh, base his life on. Yeah. And her blonde hair looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looked really, yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> she is pretty. Right on my alley. All right. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we're good with sugar? I believe I am. Yes. I just want to, I guess, because I don't think Pete needs his own spotlight. He's right. obviously attached to the hip to sugar. I love Pete. I thought Pete did a great job in the finale. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't want to have to do that, but I think he handled it really well in the sense that he kind of protected sugar and protected Don at the same time. Very difficult yeah, task a good guy, for him dude. to do. He's just a great guy. It was hilarious when he brings the tuna yeah. to this, and, and everybody just shits on him. I know. The they they were so, so mean to him. Come on, man. I couldn't come empty-handed. Yeah, Lee was so mean to him. I was like, oh my god. Dude, he's fucking dick. Yeah, like, well, I love Bob Odenkirk, and he has some funny moments, little quick quips, but man, like, yeah. he was mean. I just, and just to shout out John Mulaney's character, Steve, because I love Steve. When Steve was the only one that was like, like it was really nice of you to do that. Like we know, like I know that you yeah, meant yeah. well. It <laughs> just like well. just Dude. kind of a swing and a miss. Let's just rip Steve while we're doing P two because, like, I've already been gushing over <laughs> most of his quotes. But like, honestly, that was my favorite supporting character of the yeah. show. Oh, he like, was fantastic. He was so freaking good. And then add on top, he had a real moment with the speech mm-hmm. at the at the dinner. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Like yeah. it was so awkward, but it was good at the same time. And then just everything, every one of his interactions with every character, he was funny as fuck. He, he had their all, all their attention when he was doing. He was doing it off the top of his head. Yeah, but yeah. It yeah. Was, he knew how to nice. handle all of them so well. Like to be, like he didn't fall into like being mean, like the way that they all are kind of like at each other's throats. Would also handle the situations fairly well, and it was just like interesting to watch him do that. Like when they're Carmi's like yelling at Mikey and Richie. And then Steve is there in the background, like Carm, like this is actually a good thing. Like it's okay, you know, yeah. type of deal. Like he he fell into that role, I think, really well. And he's, I guess, I mean, he's not even actually part of the family. And no, like him and Michelle, he's married. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Paulson. He's married. Yeah. Okay, and he's married. she was great too, but she just didn't get a lot. I was surprised that they gave more to Stevie. Is it Stevie or Steve? Well, Mikey it? calls him Stevie. I love that. She was great too. She just didn't get a lot. And I hope that wasn't just a random cameo. Cause like you're saying, like I was the second they said they can't make it. I was like, yeah. dude, are you kidding me? I was, I was just looking forward to that. It probably wasn't worth it enough. Cause like then they would have to give them scenes at the table well, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, that was she came back more impactful. I would say than sure, anything sure, Steve sure. and Michelle were going to give us, you know, yeah. but I like Michelle kind of, again, she, Makes sense because Steve was kind of that way where like he was just kind of knew how to handle kind of the situations a little bit beyond obviously going into the fucking kitchen when they all told him don't fucking go in there. But then the other half of them, like Richie and Lee, like, yeah, yeah, go yeah. in there, go in there. <laughs> just fucking Funny. with them. But Michelle is also fairly clear eyed about the family. He got away to New York. Like she doesn't really interact yeah. with them so much. And I like that she kind of extended that olive branch to Carmi was like knows that he has this insane potential yeah being around these people isn't healthy like you should come stay with me right and type of deal and was so. she not getting high with fact too oh she was oh, she was. was yeah cool yeah and they like they didn't want to like say something that she didn't like so like they're talking about their sister and she's like yeah like whatever like she's a bitch and like yeah yeah, yeah. she's like <laughs> and then they're like bye like she's kind of nice and then she's like no not nice she's like yeah yeah no not nice not nice <laughs> That was a really funny scene. Yes. To uh awesome. to wrap Steve up, I really appreciated in his speech when he mentioned how he doesn't really have a family and like mm-hmm. he really despite all the chaos loves mm-hmm. being there and it just 
it made it feel real. You know, yeah. it made it feel like they were all coming home for the holidays and this guy's a, a significant other, but he's become part of yeah. all of it. It was a good real moment. So, yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. one of my favorite. And Mikey summed it up. He's like, that was beautiful, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Who we got left? We had, let's just do the next big hitter, Sydney. Because this is probably Sydney. Good. I was going to. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, for, no, no you're okay. Yeah, this I'm is going to be Sydney. like the, the probably the more controversial one that we do. But go ahead. You start. I really respect her perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know, she's gone through a lot. She, we learned that she lost her mother at a, a young age. She has a little bit of a funny relationship with her father because he wants her to have some stability, yeah. but she's chasing her dreams, which is fine. You know, I applaud that. But, you know, something just doesn't sit right sometimes when we're in the kitchen. Everybody's like screaming and she's like, oh, come on, dude. Like, don't say that, dude. It's just like, it doesn't match the vibe. You know, and I feel like she's kind of like a buzzkill sometimes. But maybe that's the point of her character. Yeah, I, she's just so awkward. And it, it's tough because they all know each other kind of so well. Like Tina and Ibra have worked at the Beef forever. They know Richie for a long time. They know they've known Marcus for years. You know, they know kind of in fact is like doesn't really care because he's just so authentically himself. Like Carmi obviously knows Richie and Sugar and everything like that. Like Sydney is a still kind of an outsider a little bit and i think she but she wears it on her sleeve so much she's just so awkward every interaction she has with another character especially marcus it's just like really kind of awkward i liked the way they explored her and carmy's relationship this season i was really worried about like the they kept talking about early season like when she goes on the the food run when carmy kind of leaves her high and dry a little bit and they're all the chefs she's talking to are like, you know, you got to have a good partner. Like, you got to have a good partner. You got to have a good partner. And I was like getting really worried yeah. about how it was going to turn out. And thankfully, it didn't turn out the, like the bad way I thought it was going to. Like they actually were able to have conversations, her and Carmi, about like what she needs from him and things like that. But I agree. And it's, it's just the awkwardness of her is tough. Yeah, this was probably good. I figured was going to be one of my more controversial takes here is that I think like her highs to me are some of the best examples of writing for the show, but her lows are some of the worst parts about the show is how I kind of view it because her and Carmi's relationship is the backbone of everything, like how they interact. So many different examples of like really cool things like the sorry thing we were talking about is er like earlier, just the way that she is like like almost like the second best chef that we've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's just so good. All of that stuff is great. And just the way her and Carmi bounce off each other, they need each other to kind of center each other. Like, I love it. Like, I think like without Sydney, there's no show like besides like Carmi, obviously too, but I don't know. I, I get why the community might dislike her, but like her, you're saying perseverance and like motivation, and all that thing. It's just like, it, it's kind of could have been the, the, thesis of the show like when the writers were sitting down to write it like how do we make carmy's gonna be our main character but sydney's you, you kind of have to play around her relationship in the kitchen with carmy being the head chef and stuff like that and i just feel like that's like when it's hitting is almost the best thing about the show for me yeah i, I just really like that especially because she, she gets highlighted as like be like the omelet episode she makes that omelet like five minutes for sugar and she's like oh my god this is the best thing ever like, yeah she, she makes is, those she two still... juices i love that little detail of her yeah. mixing those two juices the plate was immaculate yeah. like, like yeah. the serving she's tray last year chef like, yeah she, and that's that's like amazing and yeah she has her problems with carmy back and forth she needs to have some personal things going on in the show but i i really really appreciate her because when like yeah. when she is having those little growth moments and when she is learning about the industry through Carmi, you're really getting that as the audience. So that's so I get it. Like you can hate her because she's not like the funniest. She's not the most fun to watch. 
but she's great at acting. And I think the writing around her is probably one of the more thought out parts of the show. But that's all I'll leave it at. I don't, yeah. I'm not sitting here saying she's a top three character for me, but she's probably four or five just because of how important she is to the bear. But that's all I got to say about I, her. One thing I liked about her story this season is that, you know, while this is Carmi's brainchild, this is Sydney's baby. Yeah. And you really see all the work she put in. You see it through her point of view more yeah. than Carmi's, mm-hmm. you know? So, oh, yeah. Cooking, she's trying out different menu items, yeah, test like kitchens, she like she's put, picking she's out the plates. Work, you know yeah. what I'm saying? She it made you it made the audience get the impression that maybe she like cares a little bit more than Carmi. And that's why, well, not necessarily, but that's when I was starting to get upset with like Carmi and Claire. I'm like, oh my God, he's losing his focus. Yeah. Like Sydney might try to like cut him off or try to break off and like you can't have that because they're the foundation of this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, they're they're making this happen. The show doesn't run. It doesn't go on without them. And we need Sydney. I think Luke hit it perfectly. Like, I just don't think she's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Fine. She's she, tough. But, but I think you nailed it that like she is um like she's relentless. So like she's always going to be going for the goal and she doesn't lose focus. Yeah. So like that's the core part of her character. She's never going to have. I don't think she'll have that plot point where she's going through what Carmi's going through at the end of season two, which yeah. is nice because with Marcus. that. What? She's going to be going through it with I was, Marcus. I literally, when I was talking, <laughs> was thinking about that. I was like, there's no way they would. Well, they that. both work at the same kitchen together, so that's how it could work. <laughs> yeah. Marcus is, he doesn't have enough baggage like Carmi does for her to get fucked up by all that. Oh, I thought you meant for her to like, like him and date him. <laughs> a little bit of a weird vibe from the dad though if i'm being honest i don't really know how much i like sydney's dad like that interaction i think it's just it's tough because like aki said it he just really wants stability from her he doesn't understand yeah, like her, her perspective that's why they, at the end it was nice when they had that interaction when he says to her like it's the thing it's the like thing. he finally yeah. is now realizing that like she's a good at it and b like there's a potential there for it to be something more because he obviously knows how much he cares about it mm-hmm. but it's like he just wants to see her like actually have a stable life like you said and it's yeah. kind of and they've shown too that like she's obviously had a rocky past within the industry she lives with him he is well aware i feel like of the career struggles that she's had in the past so i think he's kind of just but he's a loving dad and yeah. i think that's sydney's a loving person yeah she, while she has the trauma of losing her mother at a young age her father obviously cared for her deeply mm-hmm. and was a good and she's dad. An only child and she's so, like they really child. only have each other true that also plays yeah. into how fucking awkward she is yeah and like true. she doesn't have like i mean obviously you can have friends throughout your life and things like that but i think that's kind of part of why that's part of her character is it kind of plays into the awkwardness that she has like when she is with tina and they're cooking late at night and she's like talking about the dish and is it too busy or whatever and tina like makes a joke and she just like doesn't get it mm-hmm. and then it just becomes awkward and tina's like i'm fucking with you and then Cindy's like, oh, I'm fucking with you, too. Like, it's just like there's so many. She has a lot of interactions like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. which just like you said, they're not funny, really. They're not necessarily entertaining. It's just it's just the way her character is. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on her is I just I also love I don't even want to call it a trope because it's it's not that common at all. But it was a really cool moment that like the whole backstory of this entire show going back to the pilot is Sydney seeking out the best of the best regardless of like what his current status is that's just yeah. like you know like that'd be like going to seek out rooney kenshin like even though he's in a back alley because you're like dude you're the goat at swords for yeah like, teach me yeah like, i love that it's a, like it has like a beautiful little like shine to it because it's like she doesn't care about the money or the fame she cares about the craft yeah and like that's really cool that she went to carmy because carmy's the goat and the that's inter- always cool. Just the inter- Army's got some that. freaking clout, dude. Yeah, dude. The interesting flip side of that is that they were struggling to hire people. Yeah, this season. 
which kind of feels somewhat incongruent. But also you could say that it was because maybe Sydney was heading it. Like if Carmi was out there yeah, doing it, maybe it, it would have. Yeah. They, they did hit the COVID thing for a second, saying like all the restaurants are kind of going true. out of business, like the market's tight and stuff like yeah. that. So she has that yeah. super awkward moment where she's trying to she's going to bring that. Yeah, she's trying to poach their shit. So she has out the back door. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? She like shuffles away. She's like, ah. <laughs> yeah that was good i love their little montage of her trying all the foods like, yeah everything that was fun looks that was so good like a fucking youtube video that i watched yeah, just yeah. like going around chicago restaurants and trying food it was i hope it's not like um like a hint at the out at the inevitable faith of like the bear with her seeing her friend's restaurant yeah. close so shortly after she visited it i just think that goes back to the idea we talked about of like what is the ending of the show going to be and i don't think anyone wants to fucking watch the show like the restaurant close like i, I no. depending on the way they do it but i feel like like yeah maybe it's realistic and they've harped on the point like you said that a lot of the restaurants have these struggles and they close down and things like that but does it is that really what we want to no, watch and it's, is that like the story they want to give us like i don't think I so the focal point is always like the restaurant oh yeah I, I just think the story is going to be about them like persevering past yeah. their personal struggles like creating this team like she's been reading all the coach k stuff which I, at some level it was nice they brought that in but i'm not a big coach k fan so it was like whatever as but, a basketball coach i've learned to appreciate coach well, there you go. A lot. the end of the show is going to be one of two things either they're going to get that last what's it called the michelin star michelin star, yeah. michelin star or they're going to be like how they were talking about the best restaurant in the world like they could be classified as the best restaurant in the world something yeah. like that. that's how i see they the went, ending being marcus went there it closed down but he was there in noma in copenhagen yeah yeah was like, the... i think that's what because they and they got it the same whatever they were saying like they got the Wait, that closed down in real life is that what yeah in real life it closed down oh really yeah like uh maybe like a year ago or months ago i don't yeah, really remember that it's tough man it's a yeah. doggy dog world out there in that industry mm-hmm all right, let's take her home. What else we got here? We got a couple more people, right? Let's I just, do, we did Tina, Tina, right? So Kyle's next. Yeah, go ahead. We can just do Tina. Perfect. We're trying to, I guess, get through the uh, the cooking staff. Mm-hmm. She is in like almost every episode, but she doesn't really play a super main role. But I would say second to Richie in terms of character development. I mean, yep. just because she's not as prominent in the show as Richie is. She was fucking fantastic. She literally hit the ground running was so excited the opportunity to go to culinary school like she fucking rocked it out of the park like she was getting praised there she was killing it in the kitchen like they gave her so much more responsibility like she was confident She's and everything yeah she was killing it it was fucking awesome to watch i don't have a bad thing to say about tina like, nah, I I, honestly her. you're saying best character development in the se- i think like season one she had maybe the most character development yes because that's when she yeah went she came around hateable to like really likable and the key cog and now yeah. she's just like it so yeah Jen. i don't have much to add to her but like she's she's a great character and yeah she's definitely just a good supporting cast member she's the og jeffrey jeffrey that's so good man it's <laughs> so funny so good i loved um her singing yeah that was fantastic i was nervous going into that scene when she shows up and they were gonna like, be like, who the fuck is this? The, re- the reception wasn't like super lukewarm, but I think it was just classic. Hey, like a, you're kind of like work friend. friends. Yeah, it was just kind of that. I was going to get nervous that they were didn't expect her to come and like, well, that kind of stuff. And we're going to be weirded out by it. But it didn't work out like that, which was nice because it was like and I'm sorry to kind of just keep harping. But no. it was like they paralleled it really well because the same episode, it's Carmi is at the party uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's like both of them kind of navigating those social situations. 
and Tina knocks it out of the park. Carmi does it in his own way where he fucking makes up that he's just that person that they think he is, but he's not. I really felt for her. She showed up in that bar, like all dolled up. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, Tina like, yeah. felt that like, oh, she's really like stepping out of her comfort zone here. She's trying really hard to fit in and make friends. And she was also so touched when they like ask her mm-hmm. to come out with them. Mm-hmm. She had the balls to go sing the karaoke like it just says so much about her it showed like we've all said how much she's grown and how she's continuing to grow you know when richie was at that place and he asked the kid he's like are you drinking you're drinking the kool-aid he's like yeah i am tina's drinking that kool-aid yeah she is in her veins bro (laughs) just naturally have to go to um ibra ibrahim yeah yeah i will just say i hate it what they did in that episode for him i just as a, i just thought it was awful i feel like they screwed him kind of yeah right? yeah like he got like sandbagged and i didn't respect the decision that he made as a character like all of that like i don't want to be super negative about him because i just feel like he's super underdeveloped compared to the rest of the the crew but like i i wasn't in for Look, what, for him just sandbagging everybody else well he's older you know it's yeah. hard for an older guy like that to change he has his routine. He has his patterns. Right? Yeah, they should flashbacks of like them when he first started working there. And Mike is like, oh, like he's learning and all that kind of stuff. Like I felt like he had such an emotional connection to Mikey and the old beef, like more than anyone sure. there. Like, it, did. yeah. So the, that's I think was like they literally walked in and the fucking whole place was blown out the insides. And he was just like, this is a lot of Which change. Was scared. Like, you know, the yeah. old saying, you can't teach your old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. I was unhappy with him not willing to like buy in. Yeah, I was upset that he pissed away the opportunity to go to culinary school. But I'm also kind of happy that he's still there and he gets to do the OG stuff. Yeah, that's good. That's a great wrinkle. It suits him, I think. So whatever, like he'll probably take a back seat in these upcoming seasons and he might even retire for all we know. Who knows? He won't retire. He's going to be slinging beefs out of that fucking window. I want to try that guy. Then. Be forgettable. I mean, I'm not going to be rosy this whole podcast. And if yeah. we've been gassing up everybody, <laughs> he's just one of the three that slots into that. Those bottom slots. Yeah, he's just a whatever guy. And then I'll follow that up by saying, I feel like the a lot of wasted potential happened for sweeps. Like I got nothing out yeah. of him. Yeah, I was disappointed in that. I, was, I would have guaranteed that we were getting a backstory for him or something. Yeah. Maybe he, he actually was part of the professionalism at the end and he was good. He was helpful. Yeah, he looked great too. I just, like, I don't care about him yet, and I have no reason to care about well, him yet. This, I was upset because in season one, he wasn't a prominent figure, but he was funny. Like, yeah. he had a lot of funny interactions. You found out he played minor league baseball. Like, he had, you know, he had some depth. Yeah. And they did there. not. Uh, yeah, I think they might get I mean, to we it. We might get there in season three. Well, it feels like he's kind of potentially almost like that Garrett role, like like way that Garrett played at the restaurant that Richie staged at. Fack obviously, was, like, out in the front, too, but Sweeps feels more of, like, that right hand actually does it like we'll run out and get the forks like do all of that kind yeah, of stuff he used to literally wash dishes and sweep yeah right? so. and, and you know he he's the one that delivers the chocolate covered bananas so i feel like there's there's room there for him for sure I but i agree garrett got more lines and screen time than oh yeah did. i literally I like almost garrett forgot his name yeah, i like garrett yeah, too. yeah. I, I i for most of the season i feel like i forgot that his name was sweeps or garrett exactly so yeah not like a, a criticism on the guy or anything no. like the actor but it's just like we they gave him nothing yeah. as writers. Yeah. I mean, and there was a lot for them to do. They gave a lot to a lot of different characters. So naturally, I guess like, you know, Ibra, him kind of had to fall a little bit to the wayside. Yeah. But just speaking of dishwashers, they just weren't in this season at all. 
They just watched from season one. They might have been in the first when they're packing up the dishes, and then they just kind of didn't show. Oh, right, that big dude. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, "Hey, when you fucking bring these back, like take the tape off, because then it gets wet and we can't take it off." I just remember that because that was me at Hills washing dishes, and they used to fucking put tape and like uh like stickers on shit, and then not take it off. Then it gets wet, and you have to fucking scrub every little bitch off of it. So yeah, disappointed myself. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yes, they just didn't. I mean, we'll see. But let's do Mama Bear next. Then we'll just Uh, because I feel like you know. Dude, a lot to unravel there. It was hard to watch. She was the most frustrating character of the entire show. Yeah, it was literally unbelievable. She's like, nobody wants to help me. Everybody's like trying to help her. She's like, get the fuck out of the kitchen. It's like crazy, dude. So much turmoil, so much toxicity. Ah, man, she was the reason why I kept having to pause the episode. I mean, it was so much chaos. And the fucking timer kept going off. Oh, my gosh. She had like five fucking timers. (laughs) They were all covered in sauce. (laughs) She was just chugging like communion wine, it looked like. (laughs) It was awful. Uncle Jimmy was keeping her lined up some every time he was in the kitchen like he was talking her down a little bit but then every time he would she would just get drunker and drunker and more crazy and explain to me what i was supposed to take away from carmy staring at the cannolis at the end he says it too like later on like that is just like the trigger for him like he just associates that moment with cannolis because like that's where the fork landed, yeah, landed the last one that, that that's the thing it. that I was like I was like why are they doing this yeah like, okay and I that's totally like like in that. the midst of all the craziness like that was a detail that he noticed and then right. that is like what stuck with him and he says later on like every time I fucking see cannolis like I literally think about how my mom drove a fucking car through our house on Christmas it was just tough and I love Jamie Lee Curtis but it I was thought, just tough <laughs> I didn't I'm surprised that okay well I am not surprised why everybody hated her but dude she acted the hell out of well, the okay. role, man I, not, not that everyone hated her it's just like that was the criticisms that I had seen like the small criticism of the show was people were like she was like way too much but it she felt was. like that's kind that's of the point, what right? they were going for yeah it's like Carmen's she was makeup. overwhelming yeah she like had such an impact on every other character like she put everyone else on edge because of like just the stink that was emanating from the kitchen. It was sad to see how she had to make every moment. She had to put herself in the middle of every yeah. moment. Like she had to be the main point of mm-hmm. everything. Everything was about her. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to help me. I've been up since 4 a.m. And I mean, shit, that shit's hard. Yeah. But you have people there that's that are willing to help. And it's it's like the boy who cried wolf, right? She's just calling for help, but she's not taking it because she has too much pride. She obviously has so much damage about losing her husband like and i don't know she said it like i don't know how to love these kids i don't need to i don't know how to show these kids that i love them yeah can you remind me do we know how the husband died not no that, not just, that i remember that's a mystery okay yeah i will say dude, we don't even know if he's dead technically he might have left we don't really know that's true he could have walked out i will say i would have fucked that meal up bro seven yeah. fishes oh Come on. He was whipping it up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like all ready together to... really well. Yeah, yeah. Especially they showed you can see where they get it for. And that was one of my biggest criticisms of that episode was even when Carmi was in the kitchen, he wasn't I expected more out of Carmi when he was in the I think helping or anything. I know she wasn't gonna let him. He made it impossible on him. Agreed. I, I just he literally just whips up Sprite. That was cool. Like, I don't know. But either way, the fish is mm. Look great. Yeah. Well, she was like, you know, like we got to like put the bronzino in there, and then I think that that timer will go off. And then you put the lobsters in, and like when you put the lobsters in at the after a certain amount of time, then you take the bronzino out or whatever. And she told him all these things, and then the next thing they talk, she's like, "Why didn't you fucking move the pot? Like I asked you to move the pot." And he's like, "When the fuck did you ask me to move the pot?" And she's like, "Just move the fucking pot." And he's like, "Okay, I'm moving the fucking pot." And like that, like yeah. for him, like he obviously works in a kitchen where people yell at him and stuff, but it's like 
organized. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's organized chaos. Organized like chaos, all of the fucking exactly. handles are at 45 degree angles. Like everything's where it should be. All that kind of stuff. It's not like that. So I'm sure for him, it, like it's almost probably yeah. harder to cook that way. She needs some serious help. Yeah. It was just, I mean, and fucking, and Stevie was, I thought he was just soft landing, bringing us down home with the nice words. And then fucking sugar had to say, are you okay? Dude. <laughs> oh, what, what's driving me crazy with the mother is like the cigarettes around the food. Yeah. And gross. she's just like, I know there's ash all in this sauce. You know what I mean? It's just made me so, it was gross, but that wasn't really the takeaway. It's just nah, a yeah. detail. It was just like. They did, I think, a good job, and thankfully, I guess I don't have any firsthand experience dealing with people like this, but it felt like they did a good, like, of Carmi and, like, Sugar, like, kind of dancing around her in the kitchen, like, Sugar's taking up the bottles, looking at Carmi, showing him. They're trying to kind of play defense a little bit, mm-hmm. and, like, obviously, yeah. they're experienced at it at this point. Yeah, I mean, like, she has to come back, right? Because we saw her at yeah. episode 10, so she... Like I, that feels like a centerpiece to actually Sugar's future plotline more yeah. than Carmi. He'll obviously be ingrained in that, but she seems more likely to come back than John Mulaney or Sarah Paulson. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. Like you said Carmi's kind of over it. He kind of explains to whoever it might be, maybe it's Sydney, where he's like, "It's for her, it's bad." Sugar, this is yeah. like I know what to expect. Like it's whatever, but she's the one that keeps holding out hope, and it's going to be bad for her. And Jamie Lee Curtis seems like the person that would come back for season three and not just spot start <laughs> yeah, like that. So I, I'm looking forward to that. It has to end in a positive way because it's already as negative as it can get. And I don't quote me yeah. because it can't get worse. <laughs> That's true. I guess <laughs> it, it can't get worse. Get All right, let's take it home with Mikey. And I feel like Alki, you can start this one off. You seem like you got excited when we said we had him left to talk about. I really, dude, he might be one of uh, when. I see him on the screen and you see everything he's struggle with, struggling with. Excuse me, I've had two beers. <laughs> We're keeping that one in. <laughs> you totally could have lied and said it was more. Yeah, you could have lied and said it was the more. People need to know it has been a one and a half. <laughs> but um him dying in the show, him being dead. The more I see of him, it feels like I lost the love. Yeah, yeah they've done he a really so well. Yeah, they did a great job of like creating that mythos around him mm-hmm. with maybe fifteen minutes of screen time total. I mean, I know it's I, more I now, keep, right? I, I keep using yeah, the same words I, over and over again, but he is so tragic. Like when Carmi presented him the gift, the drawing oh. it was beautiful, and he says, "This is beautiful, Carmen," and he starts breaking down and crying. He knows he's struggling with so much. He knows that he's not living up to like the older brother trope that. Carmi obviously sees in him. He feels like a failure. That fucking asshole Lee was calling him a failure to his face. And you see how much he impacted everybody around him, even down to Ebra. Like Ebra, who is like a quiet, reserved man, had that picture of Mikey up. On yeah, the he's a ride or die for Mikey. He loves Mikey. And despite all of his faults, everybody loved Mikey. Mm-hmm. Despite everything, he has such a positive impact and he left such an impression that like all of this is happening, I think. For him. Yeah. I mean, even Marcus, he calls the dish Michael. You know, it was poetic. Yeah. Totally. It was beautiful. And he is so awesome. He's like, I swear to God, he feels like a relative. I, <laughs> I wish, I wish, I hope I don't have a something like that ever happen to my relative or anybody that I love, but man, he killed it. John Bernthal is the man. Yeah. Just fantastic acting, I thought, for sure. I was Team Lee over over Mikey with the fork thing though. I actually really liked, I thought that was the best part of Bob Odenkirk's thing when he's like, he's he's kind of being a little bit bad at it. He's like, throw a fork at me one more time. Everything, yeah, you'll get fucking rocked. Everybody <laughs> freaks out. 
And then I think he's the one who calms everybody down. And then he just, and then Mikey throws the fork <laughs> and everybody starts fucking fighting. Like that was like really good moment. But I definitely think like the, the moment that he has with Carmi in the closet when he's like, I give the most fuck. What does he say? He's yeah. like, I give the most fuck. I give I the care. biggest fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that was like the, a good way of just kind of like encapsulating their relationship. Like he loved Carmen. Yeah. So he did let it rip. And that's where they got, I think that's where he wrote let it rip on the note that he, mm-hmm. it was from that conversation. You got that I, done with him though. Like, I he, hope not, he, man he might be. Yeah. I need from him. That's going to add to the story and yeah, not that's true. You know, risk. I suspect that this Lee guy had some kind of thing with like his mom. Oh yeah, because when he was like, "This is my father's house." Yeah, and he says when they're Lee's helping Donna pick up like whatever the fucking artichoke or whatever the hell fell, and they're like talking. He gives her the business opportunity, and Mikey's in the fridge, and he goes, "Oh, are we doing this again, or whatever?" And like it seemed like yeah, he's trying to slide in. Like yeah, it was kind of like in, insinuating that there was some type I of passage. Straight up thought that he was like the stepdad. Yeah, the beginning. Like I was like, is this like yeah, who she's hooking up with yeah. now? Yeah, and I, yeah. that would make sense. I feel like why those two, Mikey and Lee, would butt heads so Definitely. much because he's yeah. like, you know, you're not my fucking dad type of deal. And especially if him and his dad were friends, you exactly. would feel like that's like a personal betrayal of your sure. father. Yeah, Robert, for sure. I feel like Bob Odenkirk is probably not coming back. That's just okay, from though. like a he might, but like I don't know. He's I feel like he's just as likely yeah. or unlikely to come back as I mean, like John Mulaney and Sarah. If Paul it was said, part yeah. of his money. That they found and used to finance the restaurant that That's could be true. a conflict that could be an interesting for sure line. in season three i just think like all of the people from that episode is just jamie lee curtis that's going to be coming yeah. back I think. hopefully john mulaney <laughs> Dude, please please john if you're listening yeah. i know you are please, season hopefully. three i do agree that lee was his he was right he yeah. was right at the he, table he, yeah he was right at the table i think that mikey didn't need to hear from him sure it was just not the setting for it yeah, or nor was it the same yeah like i'd like with the with the story thing it was like just go to a different room like just let him tell the sure. fucking story and go to a different room and he's just like and that and thank you for the blessing of you all and is he still holding the fort <laughs> he's like, yeah yes. he's like may god bless us and keep us safe in the new year and give mikey the strength to not throw that fork <laughs> i love it man. oh he's such a jokester god i want john and my freaking thanksgiving dinner <laughs> I like the fire that Mikey lit in Carmi. Like, I think Carmi cooks because of Mikey, and he always presented Mikey. That's why I didn't go to his funeral for not letting him, like, be at the bear and, like, work at the, excuse me, yeah, beef. That was fucked up, though. And now it's all coming together, you know, and it's all coming together. It's Mikey's dream just as much as it is Carmi's, and Carmi's living it out. And I just, I really hope that it all ends positive. I think, too, at that point, what you're making about Carmi doing a lot of this for Mikey, I think. Excuse me. I've had two beers as well. That uh, <laughs> that, that plays into why Carmi is so hard on himself with this particular thing. I think it's also has to do, like he says, he failed them, like the people, like Tina and such. But also, I think obviously, yeah, there's that extra layer of pressure on him because of the whole Mikey aspect of it all. Definitely. I think Dude, also the maybe- show, bro, it's so this good. Ridiculous. They're 25 minute episodes at times, and we're talking about this for two hours. Yeah, it's so like, it's goddamn not the good. Best thing I fucking watched. It's so I good. Think the 30 minutes episodes make it good, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like just the right amount. And I love the freedom that they'll, some episodes will be 40 minutes. There's the one that's yeah. an hour. Yeah. All there's will be 25. It's, it's, so good. obviously, this, this doesn't air on FX at all, no, right? I don't I think, think it's, so. I think it's like um Solar Opposites, like one of the Hulu originals, but it's kind of, I think Hulu and FX are. Yeah, they're connected. Yeah. yeah. I could have taken like two episodes a week. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. dropping all at once is tough. Like, yeah, like that to add yeah. to the conversation. I literally, I don't remember the last show that I watched a full season in one day. I watched the whole thing in one day. That's what's great about the thirty-minute episodes. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was up until like two a.m. But <laughs> so let's take this home with some rankings because you know bench sound over here we love ranking yeah. i'm gonna put you guys on the spot i can even go first if you want me because i am putting you on the spot we're gonna do top three main characters top three supporting casts and then bottom three characters i'll leave it up to everyone's own discretion to decide main versus supporting but i can start if you guys want me to and let's i'm gonna start with the least favorite characters because we were kind of just talking about all these for me and i don't want to end on a negative note so i'll just say in in i guess in order just sweeps for the missed potential. Ibrahim, because he kind of annoyed me this season by his decision, and then no surprise to anybody, but Donna's going to be at the bottom. Don't really need to expand on that because those are three of the characters we just covered, but that's kind of my bottom three coming out of season two. What do you guys think? Is your bottom the number one? Donna's the bottom bottom. See, I don't really not like a ton of characters, so I'm just going to say I'm just going to say that Lee will be my second to last and Donna will be my last. They were the only two characters I feel like that like actually upset me in like any way that I can yeah. think of. It was really I like I think every other character that wasn't those three I just listed like a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't have a negative thing to say, and I the waste potential thing is a thing, but I feel almost bad even putting yeah Sweeps or Ebra or my boy. What the heck is the dishwasher's name? I'm looking at it right now, Manny. But like I can't. Like, it's not right. He doesn't deserve to be in the list. So. Sweeps is going to be a season three star. Yeah. Put it on the board. I'm in with that. I edited my list uh here in the midst of things. I was gonna have Ebra on it, but I don't actually hate Ebra. I just I just wish that his character was written a little better. Right. Uh my my least favorite person is Lee. And then my second least favorite person is Donna. And then my third least favorite person is the crackhead chef. Wow. Oh, that's good. That's balls. You know you wanted to put Sydney on there. That's good. I don't, I don't Claire. Never, this guy's a hater, never, bro. It's like never, he doesn't love they were perfect never women. On them. You're gonna put Claire on that list? Oh, dude, she's <laughs> a little subtle list, bro. All right, let's reverse order then. And you can start Alki with your top three of either either option, supporting or main. I just want to preface this by saying that Carmi is my overall favorite character, but my favorite character in this season. Is that fine? Is that acceptable to do it? Yeah, that works. Richie, mm -hmm. number one. Number two, Carmi. And number three, Sugar. Damn it. He's got my he's got my same three characters. <laughs> your same three. Different order. I'm going to say Carmi, Richie, Sugar, just because, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I am too biased towards Carmi. So. Yeah. But like same three. I'm I I'm surprised you had sugar in your top three though. I'm happy to hear it. She was good, man. She's great. Mine is gonna be Richie, Carmi, Marcus, and then my honorable mention who just missed out is Tina. Okay. Yeah, Tina's my four as well. Yeah, I yeah. Consider, yeah, Marcus and Tina yeah. definitely main character. If we did a five, I think Sugar would have been five. Okay. Fag would have been fighting for it though. <laughs> like right in fact, more He's of a, a side character. because he didn't okay get, because I rock he didn't that. get a backstory episode which yeah. he was in the backstory episode but you know what i mean yeah i rock so with that. i'll allow if you want to you you can go first for the the supporting characters of just characters that aren't you know okay um so supporting characters i'll go fac mm -hmm. stevie mm -hmm. luca Ooh, Ooh okay <laughs> yeah uh, i will there. go stevie fac then uncle jimmy as my Good top one. three. I have uh Mike, Fack, 
and Uncle Jimmy. Mike's a good inclusion. Hey, we, all right. We, I thought there was going to be more controversy about some of our opinions, but it seems like we're pretty much all on the same page. We yeah. love the fucking show. Dude, I love the show. I'm good. See, all the characters yeah. are good, man. Get a couple beers in me. Talk about the bears. <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> yeah, we're not a couple yet. See, I think back would have been in like my overall list if I didn't. The prompt was side character yeah. list. So. And I guess now that we went through this whole podcast, have any of your guys' opinions change in like a stronger weaker way of season two versus season one like characters just this as a whole like did, uh, are we all no. on, like i think season two season two is yeah way yes. better okay. okay way better maybe not but definitely agree, better alki yeah okay cool man there's no fucking controversy here yeah baby. i guess uh we kind of talked about a little bit but maybe just you said that what's your favorite episode you said okay favorite episode Orcs. i like richie's yeah um, seven. side story one where he, he grows a lot yeah yeah i think the finale might be my favorite it's a hard watch, but I loved it. I like Richie's. Then, even though it was so crazy, I loved the Christmas episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it uncovered so much. And then for number three is the finale. Yeah, yeah. Ri- the the Christmas would be my number two, and the finale three. So yeah, those are my three. Yeah, just exactly. in a second. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then the Marcuses would probably slide into the, the beginning. I agree. The beginning <laughs> episodes kind of all blended together for me. Yeah. a little bit when they introduced Claire. I don't know. I I love that moment. Yeah, like in the in the supermarket he's holding whatever the frick he was holding she thought it was vanilla ice cream i was so <laughs> mad he gave her the wrong number dude well, he said he thinks about it and he's like two and i was like <laughs> well it's because uh he knows he's not emotionally available he, he knows in that moment her. yeah in that moment he was the same person that he was in the, the walk-in fray. at the end yeah take her home all right is that all she wrote yeah all right so that'll 86 our coverage of season two of the bear Shout out to all the Jeffs that are still with us. That was a bit of a longer ride than we might have thought it was going to be, but it was fantastic. I think we probably covered everything I could have possibly thought of. So we will anxiously await season three. Not sure how any type of writer strike or anything like that is going to impact when it comes out. But obviously, they're very committed to making it. So we'll just have to wait patiently for it to come out. Um, If you like what you heard... We cover just a ton of fucking TV shows at this point. I think we've hit this might be our 75th tv show which sounds wild to say out loud wow we've got almost 400 episodes out uh, we got a bunch of different separate feeds i mean right now we're doing the witcher we just wrapped silo which was one of the kind of came out of left field for us in terms of like one of our favorite shows of 2023 so far for sure that's on apple tv if you want to check that out we did some great coverage of that we also interviewed the author of the books a couple times so uh i think that our silo coverage is probably some of the best out there so definitely tune into that uh, we what cool summer is something that's going on right now for us as well. We wrapped recently. We did a uh, succession. We talked about a lot in this um, yellow jackets is a recent one. The Witcher is going to keep coming out. Uh, we got what wheel of time coming up at the end of the summer. One piece is coming up at the end of the summer. Jujutsu Kaisen is coming out. Maybe we'll dangle with that. Attack Who can say Attack on Titan? Yeah. So we kind of uh, we got a lot of irons and a lot of fires. We dip our spoons in a lot of pots. So. And then, yeah, also, we're trying very hard to get our Discord going. So if you like to just chat shows with other people that also like to chat shows, definitely uh, give that a look. You can find uh, probably the easiest way to find that is to go to our Twitter, which is at Bingetown TV. Uh, there should be links that should be easy to find there. If not, you could also just DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Same exact handle at Bingetown TV. This is probably the longest outro I've ever said. So I'm going to wrap it up and end it with that. Thank you all so much for listening, and we love you. Corner. <laughs> Heard. Heard. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 